back to the Nethercast. I am Cyborg, and I am joined, as always, by Temp Razor and Shad. And this is episode 104. And we have some stuff to cover because we just got Jade revealed today, as well as a new stage, Goro's Lair, presumably, it looks like, um, a new modern version of Goro's Lair. So we'll talk about both of those things and more on this episode. If you are new to our channel, make sure to check out the Discord. It's in our description. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Um, so let's move on to uh, Jade. So I mean, that's the that's the big thing, right? So... We went into this combat cast curious, thinking that we might be getting Katana based on it being 16-bit's favorite character. And all the teases, as well as the fan in quotes, clearly a a red herring, a ruse, if you will. But Jade used fans in MK2, so it kind of still made sense at the end of the day. And then we got several pictures of a Jade-ish-like color posted on Twitter from several NetherRealm Studios members about hour and a half two hours before the reveal so that kind of tipped the tipped the hat there on what we were actually getting so everybody went into hype mode because jade is a character that we've been wanting to see for a while now since mk9 she's kind of grown in popularity if anything by sitting out from mkx so it's nice to see her again what are your thoughts on jade i mean there's so much to cover here let's just start with are you are you happy with what you saw good god yes yes Good. She uh she was spinning and twirling with the stick, which is what I always want a staff fighter to do. So yeah, yes. I I really appreciate how they opened this stuff up by having her use the projectile invincibility and run through a fireball and unleashing the same murderous combo from Ultimate MK3 that we all became that we all came to fear and loathe. That was uh that was a nice reference. I did appreciate that. Yes. They did say on the show that it was uh, specifically directed, this one, and a lot of us have been playing <laughs> yeah, since, uh, yeah, since the old days. Like, if you remember something about the AI from Ultimate. <laughs> Just started yeah. getting Vietnam flashbacks as soon as I saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that, that, shit is, that shit is Charlie in the trees for me, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I, I don't know how many out there listen to the random select, but... I had mentioned at some point to Down 4 that it would not surprise me that since the the neutral jump punch is a special ability slot for Scorpion, that it would not surprise me to see a character with the ability to run as like one of their special slots, much like we saw in MKX. And for sure, here we are with Jade, and she has pretty much that, is an ability to run that takes up a slot, and she can even cancel out of that run. I don't know if that's a separate ability or if she has to amplify it to cancel out of it, but here she, we are. Uh, it takes one bar of defensive meter to cancel. Well, there you go. And I think out of all the characters, she makes the most sense that immediately comes to mind to give that ability to for that exact reason of the ultimate MK3 flashback. So the, um, I mean, the fact that she has a dash that ends in an attack reminds me a lot of that obnoxious thing Katana could do in X where she'd like jump on you and slit your throat. Yes. Yes, I... <laughs> you use that all the time. Yes, I did, and I yes, I'm I... I'm with you guys. I'm loving this character, and I want to talk about all the details of why. But I mean, this is I mean, I enjoyed this reveal quite a bit. Teleports in a wide variety of projectiles. She's got a fucking geese Howard Repukin from her staff on the floor. I'm I'm seriously considering her as a main right now. Me too. I, li I like her more than anyone else I've seen so far. Me too. 
I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, she just has a lot of what drew me to Katana in MKX. Not necessarily the same moves, but the same ideas that, that captured my interest. I love the style of Jade in this game. They took the old assassin and they're, they're building upon what she used to be. And that's kind of what drew me to Katana in MKX finally is that they... They doubled down on some of the assassin, giving her more moves that are assassin-like, giving her an attire that's more like an actual assassin look, that just oriental-themed. I thought that was really awesome, and Jade kind of has the same thing going for her, that she's more... She's got her own theme to her attire now. It's not just the classic gear as, we, as we're used to seeing with her over the years. She's got a little bit more flair with the cloak and the hood... Um, the scarf, that type of stuff, just looks really, really good. So I am digging it. I love the glaive and the little, like the knife that she uses in that in that same sense. So there's a lot to love with her. And like I said, a lot of the stuff that drew me into Katana, the style that she had, Jade has a lot of those things. I love that she has a run. I love that she, as Razor was mentioning, the little thing where she can like jump up onto your head. She stabby, stabby, stabs you. And then like, as the opponent's falling backwards and lands on their back, she, like, lands so gracefully that it's just, like, those little details are the things that really draw me into certain characters. Even her idol stance. It's like it's almost like classic uh, uh, Raiden. She does, where... she does the uh, classic kung fu come hither motion yes. with her fingers. It's yes. so good. She does two she's variants, like, yeah. She's brazen. She's really confident. They managed to capture that in her idol stance. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, she she does like two versions of it. In her base idol stance, she does like the like she does the, yeah like you said the come here with her whole like all of her fingers. She does the come here motion as just her base idol stance, and then she also has a parry move where she literally does the come hither like attack me. And if they attack her, that's her parry. That's so awesome. I love stuff like that. So yeah, there's just so much style to this character. Her her shadow kick, like. It actually has the, it gives me faith, like hope for Johnny finally to get his shadows back as well. Because it's actually green images left behind her instead of the green, like, whatever the hell you, the special effect green energy yeah, just thing. The, the glow. Yeah. All I he mean, had in 9 was a glow. Johnny did have his shadows back in X. Of the two of them. But this is the most detailed the shadows have looked since they lost their luster when yeah. the game jumped from 2D to 3D. They yes. actually look pretty good now. Agreed. I mean, of the t of the two of them, it should be Jay that has the glow because going back to UMK3, she had the blazing nitro kick, which was different from the shadow right. kick. But nowadays, I think that they're basically just acknowledging that they both have the same move and it's for convenience's sake. And I'm, I'm, I'm past being bothered by it. Johnny's going to look really good when he pulls those out. Yeah, imagine it looks... If imagine if they're red, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, you could do it a little bit differently, too. You could have it, like, a legitimate trail of shadows, whereas, like, she has, like, three or four copies behind her that are they're spaced out a little bit. Johnny, you could literally have just, like, a full-on trail, like, of his image pulling from him. So I think that there's still ways to separate it just a tad in the, in the minute details. But, yeah, no, I just think... Everything about this character, I I am absolutely digging. Like I said, from a design standpoint and a gameplay standpoint, there's so much there for me that there's a Jade that I think I could really enjoy playing. And since Deception, like I, I enjoyed her in Deception, but that's the only game I really enjoyed playing Jade. So I would love to 
I'd love to give her a try just based on, like I said, if I have nobody else, if nobody else captures my interest in this game, base roster-wise, she at least has something for me. And I think that's kind of what Katana did for MKX, where I didn't go into MKX thinking I was going to main Katana. I just was impressed by what they showed me in the combat cast breakdown of her. And Jade is along those same lines. There's a lot to love there. So I'm, me, I'm digging it. For me, it's 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 not so much a matter of, like, I'm going to main her if no one better comes along. But, like, Jade's one of my top ten characters. Going back to, like, UMK3, I, I, I've always loved her. And I was hoping for really good things from her from this because she was kind of a pain in the arse to play as in 9 and uh, kind of fell through for me. Although I love what they started to do with her. She felt, I don't know, kind of halfway there, pain in the arse. And this time it felt like because, I guess, of the variation system and all the different ways they have uh, to use her. Projectile uh, reflections, little flipping twirls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah, she's she's definitely gonna be up there this time. I I don't think I'm gonna be playing Melina this time through if she winds up in. Yeah, well, it's hard to say because if Melina does get shown off, you might be impressed by what she offers. So maybe, but I don't uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like Melina has already like had plenty of chances to be really fleshed out and have her gameplay developed, and I maybe maybe this is the time that Jade's kind of coming into her own right here. I think. Sure, I, I'm with you to a degree. Like. I still am intrigued by what Katana has to offer. I don't look forward to MK11 maining Katana once again. I only mained Katana in MKX because she was just the most fun character to play. Like Kind of like you said, where no other character came along that captured my interest that I was hoping to. So she was just kind of the fallback of, hey, I actually really enjoy this, and I dig her design, so let's roll with it for a change. And with MK11, I'm not looking to continue that. I feel like I've gotten my fill of Katana play in MKX. I mean, that's the Katana I enjoy, but it's hard to say, because if Katana's looks like a lot of fun and her design continues in the way that it was in X, then I might be tempted to try her once again but i agree with you in the sense that so far jade is looking really 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 good just from head to toe like design and gameplay wise i'm really digging what i saw so yeah if nothing else she she's she's in that boat i mean cabal's in that boat as well i do like what i saw with cabal and but yeah jade it's i'd be kind of interested in front runners right now for all of us obviously we only have officially what nine characters revealed like actually revealed gameplay wise and we can actually uh, break yeah, we down we haven't seen kano and devora so and i don't really count lou because i mean we only saw him getting his ass kicked so i mean he's he's in the game for sure playable but well, that I'm was just talking... I mean, that was like cutscene footage if you're right. talking just gameplay we've seen nine characters okay. uh we have seen a very well we've seen a single screenshot of him in a fighting stage it was in the uh behind the scenes video Blink and you'll miss it. Who? I guess. Lou. Oh, no, he was in the gameplay reveal trailer. He was getting his ass kicked by Raiden. Like, in actual gameplay. He was on I'll the... Like, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing his Revenant outfit. That's why yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. But, yeah, I mean, either way. Yeah, I don't count those guys just because they haven't... It's not like we've gotten a trailer for them or a breakdown for them or any actual, like, significant footage of them. So, even though they're in the game for sure, of the characters that we've actually seen, of the nine that we actually have solid information to to base an opinion on who's everybody leaning towards um, to, to try thus far. Who's got your interest most? Let's just say top three. I'm kind of curious. Razor, who are your top three? 
Uh, I mean, just of the ones we've seen gameplay of so far. Yeah. Uh, I guess... I mean, I think I kind of have to try Sonya, and I, I've said this before, just because she seems to be, like, the rushdown character, and she has a string that's, like, 333 down 4, which is my play style. Right. I'm not really excited about it, though. Sure. Um, I'm I'm really interested in Baraka, weirdly enough, because I am kind of one of his harshest critics. That's a good sign. I mean, if they turn one but of his yeah, harshest critics around. Yeah, like, I don't like Baraka. I just have always wanted him to be better, and he finally is. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I really dug the uh, armored flagpole rush that they showed us today. Oh, yeah, that shit looks fucking broken. When, when do all <laughs> yeah. my characters get to have armor moves? <laughs> yeah, not just that. They also showed like him doing the, the walking slashy slashy, almost like punch walk, but slices. I thought that was cool, yeah. too. So, yeah, he's uh, got some good options. I, I'm definitely looking forward to trying out Scorpion now that they gave him the rope dart stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's I mean, even once they reveal the whole roster, Scorpion will probably still be in my top three. Fair. Yeah, he's looking better than he ever has, in my opinion, at least from a gameplay perspective. Um, OK, so those are your three. You said Sonya, Sonya, Sonya Baraka, Baraka, Scorpion, Scorpion. So uh, and then who's your leading favorite? Sonya, uh, Scorpion, Scorpion. OK, Shad. Um. <clears throat> Well, as of today, I'm hot for teacher. So Jade's the one I really, really want to try out right now. But um, I also had a lot of fun playing as Scarlet when we were there at the reveal. And I still stick to this. Sub-Zero feels like a lot of fun this time through. I feel like I can really get into people's faces with him. Okay. And I I can see myself actually using him a lot. Like, I, I haven't actually had Sub-Zero in, like, my roster for quite a few years now. Sure. So, I feel like he's more offensive-capable, so I'm looking at him, too. But, man, do I ever want to try out Jade. So you said Jade, Sub-Zero, and who was the third? S Scarlet. Scarlet, that's correct. Okay. That's That right there is an example of a character that I... I think it's going to be another one where I really want to be able to use her, but she's not going to wind up fitting my playstyle. Yeah, I so could we'll see. see that. I could see that. Who's your leading favorite out of the three? It's tough to say because I know I like how Sub-Zero feels, but Jade looks like exactly how I like to play a character. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the gal. Okay. Um, for my top three, I'm thinking Jade, Cabal, and Baraka are my top three. Um, leading favorite, hard to say. Um, it's hard to say because I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I tried Baraka, really enjoyed what he could what he had to offer and being able to see two more moves added on to that i really liked those additional two moves so i think there's a lot to love there as well so he's the one that i know whereas then you have cabal who's just kind of the x factor i don't know ultimately whether i'm gonna like him or not i just dug a lot of what he had to offer and then jade who intrigues me in, like i said the same way that katana intrigued me so i think there could be a fit there especially gameplay wise i enjoyed a lot of what i saw so she's interesting because she has kind of the same tools that i like i like a a mid-range slash zoner and she she can do that she can rush down she can zone and i and i like having those qualities so she's got a lot of that going on 
Um, so leading favorite, hard to say right now. Um, I'll just say Jade for what the hell. Just not to sit here for five minutes thinking too hard about it, but those are the three. Um, no, it's weird. Like, I loved everything that I saw for Cabal too, but as much as he looks to be the same fun Cabal he always is, and I, and I like that, and I appreciate uh, the differences that they gave him. And I still had a couple of nitpicks, but I was still going, yeah, sure, I'll give him a shot. But I, I mean, wasn't I've really always... Randy like I am here. Right. I've always liked Cabal, the look of him, his story stuff. I think he's a cool character, but I don't think I'll ever be a Cabal player. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I can understand that there's certain characters that I feel that same way about. Um, Temp, you're, you're three. Um, it's, it's very easy. It's all three slots are Jade. Um, <laughs> there's not even a question. Uh, th that was true last night. That, that wasn't even that, that wasn't even a conclusion I came to during the stream. Like I've known this for a while. So, uh, thank God she looked, it was such a relief when I found out they were announcing Jade. Cause once I saw the leak list, I'm like, there's really only one character that I'm even considering. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, let's see what they got. And she looks really good. It's kind of like the Shinnok moment from MKX, where before I saw Shinnok's gameplay, I'm like, I don't have a main. And that was even worse, because we were super late into the game. Although I guess it's kind of true now. We're, we're, we're pretty late in the game right now. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel as late as it is, because they started late. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, they, they definitely waited past the gunshot to start running, and that is okay. Um, that is absolutely we'll fine. We'll talk a little bit more about that, actually. That's kind of one of the subjects I want to get to. Uh, Towards the end of the episode about their reveal schedule and whatnot and our expectations versus what we've been getting. But we'll get into that when we get into that after we get to the new stuff. The good news is I don't even really need to try her because I've already designed my character in a Google Doc. I already know which, which abilities I'm going to pick. I already know what I want to do because the best thing I saw from this character is she has mid-range confirmable strings. That is such a big deal. And that is such a huge way of how I play fighting games. From Soul Calibur to Street Fighter 4, that is kind of my game plan. And um, low-risk offense is kind of the first thing I look for when I'm trying to find a character. So with that back two, it used to be back one in MK9. They changed it to back two. Even though it's a high, if I can get you to duck, I can now play my games. So I don't really care if you get hit by it or not. Because, I mean, it's not like your down one's going to reach me from fucking jump distance anyway. I don't care about your fucking uppercut. So that looks really cool. Um, there are some concerns. I like the run cancel a lot, but I'm thinking, okay, A, how many slots does that take up? And B, what is that replacing if I use it? If you pick Sub-Zero's shoulder dash uh, for one of his abilities, you lose the slide. So I'm wondering, do I get to keep my glow if I get the run cancel? Because I kind of want to keep the glow. That's a big deal. Um, the glow was great in MK9. It was everything else that sucked about Jade. So I really, that's a big concern, how they're going to let me design this character. Uh, my favorite ability, I think this is everyone's favorite ability, is the range buff. And that's when you pick an ability, and it basically gives you staff enhancements to a lot of your strings and a lot of your normals. That's where she gets that um, that jump distance sweep that everyone's kind of drawing over at the moment. Right. So uh, everyone's going to want that shit, but that could take up three bars for all we know. We don't know how many slots it's going to take up. So that might be your only Jade. Um, that would be heartbreaking, because I, I know I definitely want to use the command run if I, have, if I have space for it. And I like the double green kick. That might be the one thing I don't like about Jade from the stream, is her kick has traditionally been very safe. It was zero on block in MK9. 
So the fact that it basically has the same utility as Johnny Cage's Shadow Kick, I'm like, okay, fine, I get it, but you took away the most interesting part of it. I liked the idea that it was safe. Um, I also, uh, I, and it's early, I don't know how much we can read into this, but it sounds like she has minimal combo construction, which I feel is a little unnecessary. I get that she can't have damage with the range that she has. I do wish she had some more interesting combo pathways, but I'll live. For all the other tools I got, I already know what I want to do. And once I saw the leak list, I'm like, there's only one character I don't really give a shit about anymore, and it's just Jade. I, I can't believe how lucky I was that she got revealed this early. It, I had a dream that I was watching the stream and they revealed Katana with a fucking Jade shader. So when I opened my eyes and it was like 2.58 Central Time, I'm like, oh, there, there's still hope. So and that's when I logged in. That's when we did the reaction. So I'm, I'm really excited about Jade. I think she looks really good. I mean, the costume looks fantastic. I, I will unrevenant her like the first thing I do, but she's still, if, if that's the tournament costume I have to use, I'm more than happy. I just really, really hope I get an MK9 costume. I really hope I can make the MK9 Jade because that costume didn't look good in MK9, but I like the render. I just didn't like the fact that the golden chains were like glued to her thighs. It looks like shit. So if I can make that look good now, that would be awesome. I just feel like they want to force pants on all these characters, and I don't feel like that's classic. That is not classic MK3. It doesn't look quite as good, in my opinion. So hopefully they'll let me make the MK9, or, e or at the very least, a UMK3 Jade, because I'm with Shadowloo. She's my, my eighth favorite character in the series. I like Jade a lot. Of all the classic female ninjas, she is my favorite. And part of that is the, the moveset, but other parts, I like the, the best friend motif a lot. I think that's very interesting and a large-scale epic. Um, so I know I've said a lot, but I, I'm really happy with Jade. And more importantly, I'm very relieved with how she turned out. I'm looking forward to main this character if I don't get if I mean, if, if Smoke is hiding underneath like a, a silver dragon select screen icon, <laughs> great, fantastic. But right now, we got to assume the worst. Right now, I'm maining Jade. I think, I think there's still a chance for Smoke, uh, maybe even DLC. I think Nightwolf still has a reasonable shot. Lee May, I think, is the only one of your favorites that you were really pulling for that I just... Her, her chances have really gone down, at least from my understanding, so... I don't think I've said one. this on record, but I'm the opposite on... I think you guys are all wrong about Nightwolf. I think he has the least chance of my three. I think Lee oh, May, just man. because of the... the, the uh, just the long line she had to wait in, I think her chances are slightly better. I think Nightwolf's fucked. I don't think... Can I explain why? Go for it, yeah. So here's my reasoning. So with Smoke and Cyrax, I'm almost starting to fear that maybe they thought Triborg scratched that itch for those fans, even though he didn't. Some fans, yes. Some fans love Triborg and are perfectly happy with that, and that's okay. That's that's their prerogative. That's that's fine. But Ooh, these fans. That's but, not fine at all. But there are definitely Smoke fans, especially like human Smoke fans, that definitely didn't get that itch scratch. There are Cyrax fans. There are Sector fans that are all out there that still want those characters. But I have a feeling they look at it differently. So it's quite possible we don't end up with any of them, base roster or DLC. I hope that is not the case. But let's just put them on the side, okay? So they're the ones that are really up in the air. Like, I have no idea what the hell is happening with any of them. Um, I could see Smoker Cyrex just based on popularity squeezing in there somehow, maybe base roster as a surprise or as DLC, if they don't consider Triborg as the same thing. Like I said, we don't know what they're thinking. Maybe they think Triborg 
represents the cyborg, so therefore selling them as DLC in the next game as individuals is not up to what they want to do. I don't know. I hope that's not the case because that's that's not cool at all. I, I don't consider Cyrax being an MKX, and I would gladly pay for him in Mortal Kombat 11 as an individual character. So, um, But let's put them all aside. Let's take Lee May. I just think... I don't like she's on a list for sure. She's in a line with other 3D era characters, your Serena's, your uh Fujins, Havoc, Reiko. So she's there. I don't know where she fits in that line because I don't know how vocal her fan base is or how large her fan base is. When we've done polls and when I've seen other polls, she's like halfway she's like in the like, halfway down the pole in general. Like, of all the MK characters, she's lucky to make it in the top 40, generally, from what I've noticed. She does have some high, some diehard fans that I've seen asking in, like, when I look at their Twitter replies, there's definitely some Lee May crazy fans out there that are begging for her, just like, you know, Frost and Serena and some of these other characters. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I feel like my hope for her has dwindled like my my thought on her chances whereas nightwolf so explaining why i think he has a better chance than any of them because i think we're seeing a theme here we see jade cabal we're pretty sure noob is making it in Chang. uh am i forgetting any rain i friend here of mk3 or umk3 playable characters that didn't make the cut in mkx especially on the Revenant side, as coming back as the favorites that they're really, even maybe a Sindel, like I could see her chances going up just based on the trend that I feel like I'm seeing is that the UMK3 characters that fans were really clamoring for and asking for in MKX that were in MK9 that didn't make it in, I feel like those are the characters that are more likely to come back. Triborg, may have represented the cyborgs, but Nightwolf, on the other hand, he has had no representation in X. So I think he's just as up, th- not maybe not in popularity, but I think he's just as up there in contention as a Jade, a Cabal, because he's another one of those characters that has a lot of fanfare, and he's right in that MK3 crowd of characters that I could see redesigning for this game and bringing back. Maybe not roster, maybe DLC, but I think his chances have grown for that reason. I, I, think, I feel like one of the reasons I don't think Nightwolf is making it is because the fanfare is kind of deflated over the years. Um, I don't know why. And Lee, well, what's up, Shadowland? I would actually say the opposite, but continue. I've I seen think, a lot uh, more fanfare for Lee May than I have Nightwolf. Well, I think sure. if you look at if you look at their picks for like the Injustice games, they're always a generation behind on their having their finger on the pulse. Yes. So like. Nightwolf was requested for X means he'll be in this one is what I think. And just, I agree with Cyborg about the fact that him being an MK3, MK9 character gives him a lot better chance than Alime. Agreed. So we're saying Striker's a luck then. No, no, I mean, oh, I that's don't think a, either of them are going to be in FYI. <laughs> no, I don't think Alime or Nightwolf are making that's it. That's painting. We can't with... have everybody. It's going to be like Nightwolf or Striker. And of those two, I think <laughs> Nightwolf gets the nod. No, just... like, Stryker's, Stryker's the odd man now, but I don't think Lee May is coming back because, like, the track record for the Deadly Alliance Deception guys is, like, one of them per game. And they seem to have this resistance against revisiting that era or glorifying it in any shape or form. 
And I don't think Lee May is going to be the one you get back. I think her cameo at X was it. I, I mean, I, I feel like the cameo increases her stats, but but regardless, it's. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm. I. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm, well, I'm done with the speculation. But let's that's why Jade way. was so important. That's why seeing Jade since. I, I, if we're going by substance, there really is no one but Jade until I see otherwise. Let's At put, least based okay. on the league list. So if Nightwolf made it into the game, be it base roster or maybe he's like the second DLC character release, something like that, would you switch from Jade to Nightwolf? Base roster, yes. DLC, no. So at, at that point, if he's DLC, your, your ship has sailed, basically. Well, you got to understand, the DLC is not going to be out by Texas Showdown. So I, I don't, historically, I do not switch tournament mains. I just don't. I don't, I, it's too much hard work. That's too much training. It's too much string labbing. I, I just generally don't do that. But Smoke is, if like Smoke and Lee May, if, or Lee May were, I mean, that's a different story because it, it goes, it's not just a gameplay thing anymore at that point. I do like Nightwolf a lot, but I mean, to be truthful, I don't think Nightwolf's going to fit my style nearly as well as Jade. But I was willing to kind of take that leap but I'm not taking that leap in August. It's just that's the difference. For Smoke, Smoke is a different story. I have a legacy with that character that I Hell would yeah. like to continue for sure. But, but um, I mean, it's it's all good right now. I'm just going with Jade. Whatever happens, it happens. You know, I I can't make Boone do anything. I mean, that's fine. I, I, I. Well, I mean, we don't know what order he would be in if he is DLC. Anyways, I doubt. Unless he's like third in line or fourth in line, I don't think you'd be waiting till August. I think what the game comes out in April, right? And they usually have the first DLC out a month later, two or three weeks after the game comes out. So they usually do a monthly anyway. So it's possible he's out June or July. It just depends on the order or May. I generally even. don't like how they balance their DLC either. I really didn't like how they balanced Hellboy, The Atom, or Starfire. And I don't see things being different just because I don't think they have the time or resources to balance the DLC, they just the time isn't there. They just can't do it, and that's fine. I don't, I don't hold that against them, but it, I just don't think it's ever wise for anyone to put their coins on DLC. Sure, no, I yeah, interesting. So even if a character you like, other than Smoke or Lee May, unless it's one of them as DLC, anybody else, no matter how great you think they look, gameplay wise, design wise, what? even if it's Nightwolf, who's who you're a big fan you're just because they're dlc you're not on board what if I he's mean, unbalanced in your favor <laughs> uh, I, I dropped characters for that because i wasn't aquaman main when injustice one came out and i dropped the character because he was dumb as fuck like uh, it didn't make any sense dumb as fuck he was so good was dirty he did not play the same game as everyone else so that if my character's good great but they have to be like sun mina is fucking dumb as hell in soul caliber but she's dumb in a very specific capacity. It's not like she can run in and mix you up all day. Uh, she's she's broke at a very specific range. So that that that's fine. But Aquaman could just kind of do whatever the hell he wanted at any range he wanted, and the game gave him meter for doing it. So it was just the, the dumbest thing ever. And they did it again in Injustice Two till they finally till they finally fixed him after Evo. So yeah. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, yeah, I'd rather my character be too shitty than too good. Always. I mean, it's no interesting except. because I mean, You're the game's honorable man. The game's life cycle goes beyond just that. I mean, 
We're talking if you if you want a game to last several years, which ideally is what most people want and desire is at least a few years out of it, more than the two that we're accustomed to, one or two of support that we're accustomed to. So if you want <clears throat> it to last for that long, to basically just say DLC characters are off the table for you because they weren't on the base roster and they might be broken at the start before they get patched eventually or they're not going to be at your first tournament, so therefore they've missed the bus, so to speak. I just Isn't that kind of counterintuitive to that, to not be willing to essentially take them on and learn them or make them I mean, your main or role. secondary I mean, yeah, or third I, I character? I learned Smoke and Cyrax for Triborg, and um, I tried to learn Tanya. I, it just, it's not so much like... Like an immutable law of nature, it just, in my opinion, it doesn't pay. It just, you don't get your time back for playing DLC characters. Because A, you have to give up everything you learned in fucking April, May, maybe all the way up to August, and B, I, like I said, I generally don't like how they're balanced. Like, I generally don't like their approach. And their approach is based on how much time they have to make the character work. It's not really their fault, but it's also why I'm not in love with the DLC model. So it's, yeah, I mean, if they release like DLC Chameleon and he's like a perfect fit for my style and he's like perfectly like number 11 in the game. Okay, let's, let's see what happens. Let's try it. Let, let's step in and see what happens. But um, this is exactly the same reason I couldn't get with Triborg's smoke variation at all. I yeah. wanted to so badly, but it just felt off and bizarre. I want to carry most ridiculous. of the time. Ridiculous stupid fucking characters so they turned they took everything i loved about footsie based mk9 smoke and they turned him into a shitty vortex character who was also kind of busted so yeah i i hate triborg so much you do but anyway yeah but yeah you do you do plan on still learning multiple characters in this game correct oh yeah absolutely no and and i'll try to learn as many dlc characters as i can just because i feel like it's my job and and they can be fun. And I we're mean, just talking about your main, best. main, right? Like, Yeah, we're just talking is... about who am I going to take to Houston or who am I going to take um, to CEO if I go. That That's sure. what we're talking about here. I'll, I'll play it. But, I mean, it's like you had an MKX, you had Sub, you had Reptile, Shinnok for a cup of coffee. Who else did you play in X? There was, I feel like there's one more. Jax, I played Jax Jax for a bit, yeah. Um, Reptile is who I consider like your secondary. I felt like he's yeah, the one. Yeah, Reptile is definitely my true secondary in that game. So yeah, I mean, I'm just curious what your mentality is with those characters because I, I'd hate to think that a character, if a character you really liked wasn't on the base roster, but they were in DLC, like a Night Wolf, that you would just completely shun them or disregard them and not give them a chance just because they were DLC. And if, if what you're saying is it's not your main, I mean, I, I could see where you're coming from, but... I'd hope you at least learn the character if they still look fun to you. Because, I mean, I, I'd like to see like if Nightwolf does make it onto the roster based versus, or in DLC versus base roster, I'd still like to see him in rotation. But well, you vote with your player metrics, too. So if Lee May was from DLC in, fuck me, January 2020, <laughs> then yes, I'd, I'd, I'd learn the character. Because you vote with your player metrics. You show Netherrealm how, much, how popular a character is by playing them, by going online, right. and jumping into ranks. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed if I had to wait that long, but I would fight the good fight. And just to reiterate to all the people who think I'm negative as hell, Jade looks great. Also, Cabal looked great. Everyone looks great so far. There's only one character I'm not wild about. I mean, and here's, well, here's the thing. Sonya I'm, and Garrus. I'm glad you brought it up. 
so because I, I I wanted to address this because we have gotten some comments lately. Express your thoughts in the comments and we are happy to engage with you and you can get your opinion out there. And sometimes we even bring on guests for them to express their opinion or come interact with us in the chat and you can express your opinion there and sometimes we'll read it on air. That is perfectly fine. Uh, we all have opinions. And all we can do is deliver our genuine opinions and let's just face it, none of us like everything all the time or hate everything all the time. So with the four of us on the show, all we can hope for is that we're essentially speaking for somebody out there because not everybody likes everything and not everybody hates everything. Generally, you're going to get a mix of it across the board, sometimes more in one category than others or in one group than others. So I would hope that between the four of us, we are representing that. That's that's it. So moving on to more Jade. So yeah, so we got some awesome moves, awesome designs. I did on her on her cloak design where she actually has like the hood up and all that. I do hope for a, I'm hoping the shaders offer some different color schemes. I do like the green on that, but I'm not yeah, digging think, so much. I think the, that outfit will look really good in other shaders. Yeah, like a green I, and I black one or something. I just think the brown is working. It's too close to her skin tone and yeah. it makes her look weirdly naked in places. Yeah, it is odd. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I couldn't like tell if that was skin or not. It, it, the on her upper thigh is that skin or is that like leather? I couldn't tell. It's it's her. That's her skin. She has skin showing on her upper thighs and on her for or on her muscles, like on her biceps. I mean, and then also her um, face, like her faces, like her eyes or whatever are showing. But the rest. So yeah, it is a little too close to her skin tone, which is just odd, no matter what skin color you are, to have clothing that is close to your skin tone just is going to be confusing. So hopefully, I mean, like I said, I love that outfit. Just give me that in a different color, which I'm sure they will. Give me that in a green and black, and I will love it. Or give me it in two shades of green, or whatever, green and purple. Like, and I, like there's so many different ways you could do that and have it look really, really good. I think green and black especially would look fantastic. So I, I fully expect that to happen. So I'm not worried about it at all. Um, Cause from what we learned about the skins in the game, essentially each outfit has multiple color schemes. That's how they work. They're not really individual shaders this time where you take a skin and then apply your own color scheme based on, that outfit they have preset oh there's five different color schemes for this outfit and five different color schemes for this outfit and like that seems to be the way they're implementing this um according to the ketchup mustard video that they showed anyways but yeah no there's a lot to love about jade and there's certain things that like we're still hoping for temp with her alternate outfits where it shows more legs just based on her classic attires like mk9 um, I think she could use like a Deception, kind of her classic UMK3 styled version that was in Deception with the pigtails would be kind of cool. So there's other outfits I hope to see, but just from what we did see, the Revenant attire and the one with the hood up and even the one with the hood down and no mask on looked pretty good. Like her face model looks really good from the side angle that we had. Somebody posted a nice close up where you could actually see a pretty good detail of her face and I thought... The model on her looked just perfect. It looked really, really good. So I'm definitely really, really happy with this character overall. Are we uh, Are we surprised she's a Revenant still? Somewhat. I mean, I don't know how they're going to explain it or if they even are going to explain why she wasn't present in MKX if she was a Revenant this entire time. 
or it, maybe that's a red herring and then in story yeah, she's not a regnant so it could be thinking. the it could be the opposite of um mkx where we think she's going to be a revenant based on her select screen picture but then when we get into story we find out that she's actually, she's actually alive. quite alive i was thinking yes. that too yeah there's um when they released uh on twitter a picture the cabal wallpaper it's Revenant Cabal, but the little bio blurb they included with it describes him as a black dragon enforcer. So it's like backstory Cabal in the bio. So I I feel like the fact that the Revenant skins are the player one skins is some kind of like red herring or it's not that important story wise. Like we'll probably just like see some sort of flashback of where Jade disappeared to during MKX. Finally. Yeah. I could see that. But yeah. I'm so. hoping she's not tied into Chronica, but I have a feeling they're going to tie. I mean, I feel like they have to tie her into Chronica. Like, but. this goes back to her nine ending. Actually, I was looking. Like, the first thing I thought of when I saw her briefly was she. she's kind of reminiscent of that dream lady concept that they had, which I think is what eventually became Chronica. I think the visual illusions are kind of there. She's obviously not wearing yeah, anywhere near the agree. same outfit, but. I think it's an intentional callback. Yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. I Like like I was alluding to with that she may be alive and that you were agreeing with that. There may just be... they may She may be playing a bigger role in story or may have some role in story where they want to keep it a surprise, basically. They don't want to give it away just based on her base appearance. So, who knows? It could be another story surprise or twist or... Yeah, I mean, we're still kind of kept in the dark with how all of this is going to play out, other than general ideas of what to expect. But yeah, I mean, any other thoughts on Jade? Christ, her eyes are creepy. In a really good way. They're really striking in every single picture you see of her. Yeah, she just looks, like I said, she looks phenomenal. I love everything about her. I am excited to see more of what her outfits and shaders or whatever skins look like and how i can make her look but from a gameplay standpoint and just overall attire standpoint i really like the direction they took with her on their staff is now like basically darth maul's lightsaber it's It's really been fleshed out a bit yeah it's like energy in a tube it's interesting it's strange seeing it being green and not purple that's the only thing that's happening me i'm I'm, I'm not gonna be fixing that eventually It doesn't, it's not terrible. Like, I mean, I didn't really notice it until this evening, just now, before we started the show, but yeah. I've always kind of wished that that just a bit. Change her shadow kick to purple and that, like, just she just do purple in everything and instead they're going the other direction. Well, I will, I honestly think the green staff looks better, but I feel like purple is not. I don't like a character's powers matching their costume, it becomes too monochromatic. I think it can work either way. I feel like it's got like almost like a that sounds cheesy, but almost like a Tatooine Return of the Jedi fight scene vibe to it. I don't know. It looks good to me, but it's it's not classic though. I want the classic purple because that fits in my mind. But the green looks really good, and I think the fact that she's a revenant kind of tones down the uh, redundancy of this, you know, green on green. See, I need to know if that's, well, if that's energy or some sort of hard light because. She's putting weight on it in her render. She's resting on well, it. Well, when it when it does the close up in like the um the crushing blows, it looks like a tube with energy crackling inside of it. Yeah. 
That's what I was saying. Like it's energy in a it, tube. It's yeah. not just it, like it, it energy hurts by people. Itself. It hurts people and it acts like a stick. That's what matters. But yeah, I would expect with gear that you can change that to a purple or something. Like Scorpion yeah. Spear can change different shapes and even has the glowing one. I, I'd imagine her staff is a gear item that you can switch out so for different styles and whatnot. Maybe even like a, a classic metal one or something like that. And speaking of her staff, we got some more eyeball of that fatality. Yeah, another eyeball. <laughs> Getting uh Getting crazy with them eyeballs, absolutely. Yeah, it, just... the eyeballs are the new cut down the center. That's the, the the eyeball poke is now replaced MK9's split in half, sort of. And <laughs> I really, uh... I really like that fatality though. I thought it had a lot of style. I liked how she. Yeah, I like the way them. she like spins the torso. Yeah, it's, just... it's it's a little dragged out. I actually feel like it'd be kind of more gruesome if she didn't do that last bit and we just focused on that, but. She's always been kind of playful, so... Yeah, that's kind of it. part of her thing. It's yeah. clearly like a reference to the fact that she would do the stripper pole spin on it in yeah. nine. Now she Wee! makes you do the strippers. <laughs> yeah, she makes Soviet you do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna dance, bitch! Pretty much. That's how I... <laughs> we, also I saw a new, we also saw a new Baraka fatality today. Yes, yes we did. Again, a little matter of it maybe going on a, a bit too long because he kind of like makes that first slice, then another slice, then he slices up pieces, then he impales the pieces. Yeah. It's, 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 it's... I mean, it's not terrible, but... There's not a lot of places you can take a Baraka fatality. Like, I appreciate the first slice, where he just leaves gigantic gashes in their shoulder blades, and they're kind of hanging off a little bit. I kind of wish he'd, like, peel those down or something. Yeah, yeah, I can see, see that. That, that would be yeah. like if he if he like just cut you and then like flayed you. Yeah, like just grab the hanging meat and rip. <laughs> yeah, puts his foot on your chest and then just pulls down on. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, even just the 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 arm thing and then following up with the decapitation, I thought was cool. Yeah, the rest of it definitely felt overdone. But I mean, that's what we've come to expect with fatalities. I feel like they. With brutality, one step too many. That's what it is. Yeah, with brutalities being such a quick and simple thing these days, obviously since they reintroduced them, I think now they they probably feel more than ever like they have to take fatalities even beyond their normal amount because then it if it helps separate them, it helps create well, that distance of fatalities are the over overly cinematic. I'm gonna. Hit you. I'm gonna do five things to your body instead of the one that brutalities offer. Well, well ever the since the flip MK9, side to that, brutalities have felt like tech demos. Like I'm they're like, showing off whatever new thing they can do with the gore. Right. The flip side of like having them be all elaborate and long is that you get a lot more people who are tired of seeing them, and then they go for the brutalities instead. So, I'd I'd be cautious about how they go forward with those things. I don't ever want to get tired of looking at fatalities, but even I have to say every now and then, I consider it mandatory to finish someone off if I can't get the brutality done. Well, <sighs> I think the hardest part about the Baraka fatality to me is that it starts out as the classic MK2 fatality. So it's like, oh shit. And then he does the whole like Japanese restaurant thing to your body. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's, that, that, that's fine, I guess. But... I really wanted the like the classic MK2 impel you in the air and stare you down. I I thought that could look so good. It could also be hilarious well, if they do, do that it in right. His throw, maybe it'll be a brutal. 
Yeah. He's like I think he's got one where like he runs forward and he impales you and the blades are upside down. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty so, sure I've seen uh, a move that does the impale. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I think you're gonna get it. I want the the fatality camera angles though, because I want him to do the MK2 fatality, lift you in the air, then it shows Baraka's face, then it shows the opponent's face, and then it shows Baraka's face, and then it shows the opponent's face, and then Baraka wins fatality. That's what I want. So yeah. And then, and then you cut to, then you cut to like a cat. Yeah, in the background, it looks all surprised. And then the cat's ghost jumps out of its body and takes off. <laughs> it's, it's playing like the good, the bad, and the ugly theme. I would like a little bit of postmodern humor on stuff like that, but I, I feel like I am a very small minority inside of a minority on that kind of stuff. I don't think people want silly funny in their fatalities like I do. I, I, I mean, actually have silly funny with camera angles and facial expressions. I'm down. It's just when it gives them like a weird superpower and confuses what is and isn't canon. I just feel like the punchline of that fatality would be that Barack is an idiot and he doesn't know what to do next in the fatality, so it just ends. That's the punchline. <laughs> Awkward stare down. I think it's yeah, exactly. That's it's just funny. like his eyes are shifting back and forward. My blades are stuck. <laughs> What is like, in well, these ribs? Are we still recording? Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Baraka yes. wins. <laughs> okay. Actually, I have a serious Jade question for you guys. Okay. Because this is like this is a thing that pops up every time Jade shows up, and it popped up with in our chat within two minutes of her showing up. So, it's not an unpopular opinion that MK9 kind of whitewashed Jade. Well, the render did. In the render game, did. she was the proper skin tone. I felt, I felt so too, but it created kind of a bit of a stink. So it, yeah. this is kind of constant. Is Jade black enough? Is she too white? So is she I too actually black? Wanted, I I'm wonder. glad you brought that up, because I wanted to say her face in this game looks like Zoe Saldana, and I really like that. I don't know who that is, but I'll Google it. It's the it. actress who plays Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uhura in the new Star Trek movies. Okay, okay. Hmm. It's possible, I mean, that they use someone similar. But yeah, I mean, I think... I I mean, I think her race is pretty... I mean, she's Adinian, but, <laughs> like, I think... I always say, as, like, the running gag, whenever someone asks what race Jade is, I say she's African Adinian. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, that's fair. I mean, pretty much and for the record i think she looks really good when she's like uh not wearing the revenant outfit when she's got uh her, her, her standard skin color skin, her standard skin color i think that they nailed it this time no yeah, fuss I no fuss myself ever using the revenant skin tone <laughs> i do actually uh, yeah i think it I think actually looks, looks really good she looks really sleek. Her and Cabal, and I think. The Revenant and if I can in general. Classic Jade, I'll use non-Revenant, but I need to see what yeah. my classic options are. My, my only complaint about like the Jade Revenant outfit is that I just feel like looking at it, there's no place for Chameleon in this game, the female. She's like kind of got like got the color palette like down already, you know? I mean, there never was there's a place for Chameleon. Let me dream, you back. horrible, horrible man. Are you Let dreaming of buying a Switch, Shadaloo? I have one already. Oh. I bought one. I bought one oh, for Zelda. You got this covered. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's gonna be on a Nintendo console. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, I want Camellia with a C, but I've preached that gospel enough. I mean, it would be nice. But yeah, as, yeah. I mean, she looks good. I don't. Not gonna get too hung up on. Is she dark enough or any of that nonsense? I. She looks great. That's all that no, should matter. I, and she's to me, she's clearly. 
like you said, I think the best way to describe it is African Adinian because that's, I mean, she's she's well, Adinian I mean, at the end of the day. But I mean, what for me, it's never an issue of like representation or like black people. You know, this is their character, and if it's not right, then it's shitting on them or anything like. That. It's always for me a question of does the character look like the character. Right. And like I complain when the face is not uh consistent from one game to the next like all those little things <laughs> We're those still little with details like... those are part of identity and I know that because the graphics keep evolving and you know different artist interpretations but I just want consistency and Jade looks <laughs> like Jade as far as I'm concerned in this game. It'd be, funny if happy. it'd be funny if characters still look like their MK4 faces. Like it's just like this nice <laughs> new body, God, but no. their blocky face. <laughs> they I, have, and, I will say their lips just go up and down. <laughs> their MK4 faces were probably the last time they looked good. Ouch! I mean, and they used Carrie Hoskins and some kind of Talisa Soto impersonator. I thought they looked. That fine. was the last time Sony and Katana had good faces. X was, I thought, passable. She looked great in X. Yeah. Which one? Any of them, for the most Human, part. standard. <laughs> yeah. Katana Masco looked like Maxless. a 12-year-old girl in X. She had a child's face. It was weird. I'd have to see it again, but I don't know. I played a lot of Royal Storm. I didn't know. I didn't think that. I don't know. Yeah, no, she had, like, under the mask, her, I don't know if her mouth was too close to her nose. It's a proportions thing. She looked like a little kid. It was creeping me out. They've been getting, either way, they've been getting better with each game, clearly, so good for them. I will say this. Every time I look at Jade's Revenant skin in a game, I look, look at that Windbows. If I just cover up everything below the nose, she kind of looks like Zarbon a little bit. It's, it's the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. I really like her hair, by the but way. I, but I kind of love it because I love Zarbon, too. I think the hair yeah. looks great in her Revenant, and yeah. I like the, the braid in her non-Revenant. I think it looks fantastic, so... But anyway, I only I only brought the skin and color thing because I feel like it's kind of an obligation for us to do so. I mean, Let it's something that... to ask the hard questions, and it's a common topic whenever she shows up. Whenever I think of Jade, like first image, I think of her UMK three character select portrait, and that's what I see here. So I'm more than happy. I mean, it is it is worth bringing up because they have made that mistake repeatedly like if you look at jade in the mobile game it's clearly a lee may that they color different like she has asian eyes <laughs> i mean my, my biggest praise of it honestly is has nothing really to do with race or skin tone to me it just looks like it they got closer to the deception phase which that's what i like about it it's I mean, the jawline's a little different, and the nose is a little different, but it's very close to what I remember from MK Deception. And that is Jade to me. That's the important thing. She yeah. needs to, like Razor said, she needs to look like the way she looked before. Cause, she looks like Jade honestly, to me as well. Well, she got off easy. A lot of characters got completely new faces in this game. Completely different faces, so. Yeah. So, Jade got off easy. I'm, I'm glad she looks as good as she does. All right. So that concludes my right. thoughts. On yeah, Jade. let's move on from Jade. Let's go on to the Goro's Lair arena. Thoughts on this arena? I think it looks fantastic. We have what appears to be Goro rotting away in his chair, potentially Moloch. It's it's still up in the air whether it's a regular Oni that's just has a ball on it to make it look like Randy Moloch. swears he can see the third eye. I don't know. 
It's it could be Moloch. I just think that it looks a little small for Moloch, and Goro's lair has always had the blue oni in it. They're the same species as Moloch. Maybe it could be just a callback. I you know this is a good sign for Moloch fans though because in X we had his head, in eleven we potentially have his entire body. So that means give it a couple games and we will have him playable. In twelve I assume he'll be a cameo, maybe even living on life support. Then 13, then he'll do you, actually be playable. Do you, do you guys understand? Moloch that, in a wheelchair. Yeah, do you guys, exactly. he's, re, he's getting, he's, he's Benjamin buttoning in this thing. He's going backwards. Do you guys understand that, like, Moloch has now made more appearances per MK game than, like, Jarek, I think, at this point? I that's, mean, that's that's probably that's, fair. Yeah, yeah. No, Jarek has been in two games, and Moloch has technically appeared in four. <laughs> Also, also Kai. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. This is going to become yeah. a running gag, isn't it? Moloch's corpse is just going to be in, in, in places. It's, it seems it's, to be a thing, yeah. They're, just, they're always looking for places to put dead Moloch, but he'll never be alive in a game. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what's going to be What is it about Moloch specifically for them? <laughs> I don't like no what's going to become an interactable first the ball and chain or his dead body maybe both if it is truly moloch though that's it's better for him to be in the background than not in the game at all because that still shows that they have some desire to use this character even if it is just like a running joke that he's dead in the game it just shows that they i'd rather have a character acknowledged than not acknowledged at all so i think it's at least he's at least on their mind if that is truly him and you know what? Yes, I can also see the third eye socket. It's it's him. I mean, the ball and chain's kind of a dead giveaway, but... Damn, it's the stupid... I can't... All right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the stage looks fantastic. Talk about, like, a mixture of lighting with the, the central area where Goro's throne is at. You have, like, that dark kind of blue over, like, the tone to it and the lighting coming down. Uh, but overall, it's just quite dark. And then you move to the side, to the right, and you have candles, and it's just completely different tone. I like that the stage has such a different lighting scheme just based on moving through it. I think that's really cool. Are you seeing the only eyes behind Goro's? I've missed those eyes. Yeah. Which that's is weird. always my favorite thing. It's... Yes, because everything here appears to be very dead now, exactly. doesn't it? Why, yeah, why would there be eyes still glowing? I didn't even think about that before, but... I you know mean, what? I don't want them to answer that question because I like that they're like, just there and they're creepy. It seems like this and the courtyard with all the like monks that have withered right where they were sitting in the same way. It's a theme. It seems like there's a story there where like maybe Kronika showed up at the island and just fast forwarded everybody to death. Exactly. You know, something like that. Nothing it's else definitely some sort of time nuke. Yeah, nothing else and... makes sense of why there'd be just people all gathered together just sitting there dead like it, yeah, it is weird there. that Gora would like, die like while watching netflix or something i <laughs> think he'd die like in battle but yeah. it's such a weird tv just off center behind the camera <laughs> he's got like a bud light right? <laughs> <laughs> one hand just slightly that. placed under his waistband <laughs> just like, he's just i can't it. wait to finally find out who shot jr <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, it's cool, and I think we're seeing a theme. I hope we get all of the main Shang Tsung's Island locations as backgrounds, because that seems to be 
so far from the two classic stages that we've seen. They're both on Shang Tsung's Island with the courtyard, Goro's Lair, that I think Warrior Shrines and Shang Tsung's Throne Room, those two stages definitely, they're more likely than ever to be brought back. So I think that'd be cool. I do feel like every stage we've seen so far, and maybe there's an exception, but most of them seem to have one or two very dominant colors. Um, I don't I don't find the color mixture is too heavy. I like the shade and the lighting, but it's like Goro's stage is like it's all gray with orange in the sides. Uh, the Shinnok Temple, just a ton of orange. You have the underground bar and just like, you know, purple, you know, purple in the background and just a lot of brown in the forefront. I feel like it, there's like one or two colors that dominate every stage we've seen so far. And I hope that changes a little. Yeah, I, I would like to see a little saying. more color like, diversity. Like some some gray cobblestones with some green lush trees and stuff mixed with like maybe some blue water in the background, some yellow. I get what you're saying. Get more of a, a variety like nature offers, whereas we're getting more like one dominant theme, like you were saying. So I could see something like that. I With 21 stages, you would hope we get at least a couple that have solid variety. I'm still hoping for like an island one where you're just on the sands of Shang Tsung's Island kind of, with all those colors that you're talking about together. Well, we're... a lot of orange, too. I feel like orange is a very heavy theme in this game. Well, we're yeah. going to apparently be getting the subway as one of the stages coming up if uh, you've seen a lot of the... Uh... I didn't know that. Holy shit. And, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. When, you, when you put the cursor on random stage select, it shows uh, five like little examples of five stages at once, and one of them is definitely a subway car. Yeah. Oh. The others are stages we've already seen. So that's coming. Hopefully get some purple. But to this, I will say that half of a stage's presentation is also in the sound. And I can't speak for too many of the stages yet, but I I did feel that the Black Dragon Arena's music really, really set the stage for that background. So Goro's Lair, I have a hard time believing that they could make music that didn't fit that stage and not get you pumped to fight in it. It's always been kind of dark and dank looking in there. So this is the norm for me. Although you are right about the orange and the brown being in a lot of places. Well, nothing, yeah. nothing deal breaking yet. The yeah, one place problematic. Really dominant red and orange is in the Nether Realm, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> Quite true. Yeah, and we've Fair. only seen what like glimpses of eight, eight or nine stages, ten stages out of the twenty-one. So it's still possible that we get that variety that we're looking for. Yeah, I'm still trying to compute that twenty-one stages. Oh, know, it was one of my hugest cool. problems with X. I just, uh, the same places over and over again. I got so tired of them. Yeah, X had what, 12 or 13? Something like that, if even. Yeah, so. And half it's of them weird that they good. changed too. <laughs> like, it's yeah. strange that they went from 17 to 20 something. So I'm hoping that's a sign that Select Screen is going to buff up before release, but. I think so. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. I hope so, but if it doesn't, Jade. We'll just move forward from <laughs> Jade. There. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the stage looks cool, and I'm excited for more classic stages. I, I said from the get-go, when we thought we were only getting 17, I said I hope we get at least four or five of those as classic stages, because you can't go wrong there compared to... So I mean, I, I like all the... All the stages so far look good to me. The only one that's even remotely, like, on the fence, that I'm on the fence about, is the the special forces one that's like inside the air carrier. Like I like the one that's out in the desert. I think that one looks really great. That was in the demo. I, don't know. I like, 
I like the inside one where Johnny's standing in the background better than the desert one with the missile launcher. Interesting. I'm usually not a desert gonna... type of guy, but I don't know. Something about it. I think it's the cactus. and then yeah, it's... I like the cactus, but that's the only thing about it I like. Like when you move <laughs> further to the left and you see like actual like desert rocks and like the, the actual nature, that's when I like it more so than the... The middle part where you see the missile launcher and all that stuff. So I don't know I'm about just, half and half it's on it. It's a color scheme thing. I don't like environments that are brown. I feel like I'm just going to need to see it in actual motion before I can make any kind of comments on that. Because we've had like what two screenshots of it. Of the yeah the we've had the secondary, very brief the secondary and... SF base. Yeah, I mean also, yeah, it's all I'm going. Really, Go ahead. I'm also really curious about that thing in like. What is apparently Jurassic's back, Gyrus's background, where there's like some sort of MK Annihilation ball looking motherfucking thing <laughs> with sand everywhere. What the fuck is that place even? I want. It, it is, does it, is the Annihilation ball? Are you? Does not it move? The characters to travel on the steam <laughs> inside the center of the earth. We're gonna see that in the cinematics. That'd oh, be you're hilarious. <laughs> it, actually, in story mode, that's how they travel. Make um, it canon. I'd love it. But yeah, no, the stages. Excited for them, and yeah, just having 21 is fantastic, and I think overall they've just been so much more filled with like personality and color than what we got with X, so so far we're off to a decent start, and there's a lot of room to love even more, like I said. I think a Warrior Shrine is a lock at this point, just based on its menu presence and the Shang Tsung's Island theme that we seem to be on, so it'd be nice to finally have a classic warrior shrine back with the statues and everything on like moonlight or something that just looks so damn cool. So I'm excited for more stages just like I am for more characters. So that that's fantastic. And, but yeah, I mean that pretty much covers what we got in the combat cast. I guess the next one's going to be a mobile only episode. So no character reveals unless they reveal something for mobile, like what we got with scarecrow in justice two, which hopefully they don't do, but you never know, but uh, yeah. So maybe next week we probably won't have a new Anything character to talk to... about. <laughs> well, at least not in that regard. I do have a, a side topic uh, about the series as a whole that I kind of want to get into. That's assuming that we get nothing new at all. I'm expecting. Okay, so here's the deal with the because this is going to kind of transition to the next final topic that I really wanted to cover, which was the reveal cycle because there was a lot of discussion going on. Um, yesterday and today about how they utilize the combat cast time and just overall dissatisfaction from many in the fan base that are not happy with how things are being structured or just the how they're handling reveals. I think the Jade and additional Baraka moves and the additional stage being at least glimpsed in this, in this combat cast made people happier. I know Down 4 and I, especially when we were watching the combat cast earlier, this one flew by, whereas the other one really dragged on. So I think yeah, I, th the... I feel like they actually acknowledge that, you know, we've seen plenty of Baraka online and yes. what they were showing this week was new stuff. They're clearly aware of what what the feeling is in the community. I think they they sense. I mean, it's the same way how they reacted to the last one where they basically Ed Boon had to send out multiple tweets saying your fa your fan favorites are coming. Don't worry. We have plenty soon to be a, to be revealed don't don't start freaking out just yet like clearly they whether they always acknowledge it or whether they change or not they do have their ears out and understand what the general community feeling is and that is a sense of more and we to a degree want it sooner rather than later because i think most people felt like 
and this is where I'm getting to, most people felt like when we waited from E3 to all the way to December and didn't get any info on the game, that that was going to then lead to a more packed reveal cycle where we have constant info coming out every single week where we had something to really keep our interest going where it doesn't seem like that because they've already confirmed they're not going to have a character reveal on every combat cast. Combat casts may not even be weekly, and they said they've confirmed that they're not going to reveal more than one character at a time on a combat cast. They're not going to reveal two at a time, which is weird because in Justice 2, and I think MKX, they did two at a time, two per cast. Another another thing I'm concerned about is we have two characters now that they revealed by just a wallpaper. Yes. So I'm a little confused at the reveal cycle for this. Even if there is only 25 characters on the roster and no more, what it, what are we looking at here? Because if it's always going to be one new character, not even always, but when they do reveal a new character and then they're going to have one already established character broken down in addition to that, I'm a little concerned at how much are we going to actually see But they also did announce this, so this is one of the things that they did somewhat address on this combat cast, so I'm glad they did, because I would have been probably more frustrated going into this discussion had they not said it. But they did mention that there's going to be a lot of characters revealed elsewhere beyond the combat cast, so there might be a trailer for this character, or what what I've been speculating and guessing is we're going to get Injustice 2-style character reveals where it's like, four characters in one trailer like they did with the here comes the girls trailer in injustice 2 with ivy black canary catwoman and cheetah and then they did the villains one with bane scarecrow captain cold and gorilla grod so they had separate like combination trailers where they showed multiple people in one nice video that's like two minutes long with a hype soundtrack to go with it or whatever that gets you pumped up and i'm perfectly fine with that to be fair, and Down 4 was sharing the same thought, is that I don't need the combat cast breakdown. I don't need them to spend 20 minutes on a character going through three different variations, detailing every single move they have, and giving us different looks and whatnot, and having them explain all these things. I am perfectly happy, and in sometimes even prefer just trailers. If you want to give me... Because when I, when I look back on a game, like if I go back to Injustice 2 or MKX, would I rather watch a trailer... Where they, like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, this trailer was so hype. I got so excited for this trailer. Like, MKX's story trailer, that they or the launch trailer that they put out, or the Chop Suey trailer, I guess is the one I'm thinking of. And, or I'm going to look back in Injustice 2 to the Here Comes the Girls trailer, where it actually had that really cool, what I thought was cool music and cool visuals, where it was a compilation of some of their specials and their supers and some storyline cutscenes. Like, am I going to rather watch that, or am I going to go watch... Five years down the line, am I going to rewatch a combat cast? What's I more mean, hype? I don't rewatch trailers at all after the game comes out. But in terms of like what gets me hype during the now before the game, sure. <clears throat> I didn't care about Jade's trailer. What I cared about was seeing her second and third skin. I mean, I get <laughs> that like too. I, I wish they combined that in the trailer. I wish they showed us. Yeah, that would like be the one thing. More skins in the trailers, I'd be fine with it. But yeah. for for right now, what I need is the breakdown so I can see some gear options. And that's why I feel nothing for Devora and Kano right now. Because we've only seen one look, and they're the blandest fucking looks, and we haven't seen any moves. 
Well, the no moves part, especially. They're just renders. I definitely would not want just renders. I think that's one of the least hype ways to reveal a character. A render definitely does nothing for me, whereas a gameplay trailer does a lot. So what are you, Shad, Temp, where, where do you weigh in on this? Do you prefer combat cast trailers? What are you excited about? Am I the only one that goes back and watches these trailers from the past and <laughs> relives no, that? No, no. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Go, Temp. I mean, for me, I, I do like rewatching the old trailers, and we, we still have those. My biggest problem right now is there's no schedule. That's my biggest problem with yes. the whole market at the moment. Agreed. Um, like, and I like Tyler a lot, but the whole false dichotomy of is we can't reveal 15 characters. No one's fucking asking you to reveal 15 characters. Reveal two. Cool. <laughs> you can't reveal 15. Two. Can we get two? Like, And if you can't, that's cool, but... Just tell me, if not Thursday, fine, I can wait, but how long am I waiting? It's just all the uncertainty. No one has any idea when we're going to see Kano's gear. I don't even know when we're going to see Jade's gear. So, yeah. like, what? what's the big fucking secret? Why well, can't I see gear for the characters I already know about? I'm with what you, man. What is going on? That's my biggest complaint. And this is something we've said for Injustice 2. This is something we said with MKX is transparency. And that's why I said I appreciated what he said on the combat cast today because it was, like, a slightly opening that window. It didn't. They didn't open it up to full transparency, which is what I would like. They they left it mainly closed still, so we don't know what's going on. But he at least said, "Oh, you can expect these character. You know, you can expect characters to come out like shown in different ways in different places." So clearly, we're getting trailers like an IGN trailer, a Gamespot trailer. The words were a trailer. This they over they here. They have a plan. Yes, they have a plan for every character. So they said. So it, that's at least something. But I'm with you, Temp, in that. That, to me, is what's going to... Because for me, I know for... Th well, my my understanding from their side is it's hype for them. They see it as being exciting and filled with hype when they keep the lid on everything and then when they finally deliver a character, people are going to freak out and, you know, it's all it's good for the reaction videos because no one expected that character. I use that in quotations because of the leaks, unfortunately, ruin those surprises for the most part but i mean that's the that's the risk you take when you hold back information for so long and so close to the game's release you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna lose out on that gamble more often than that as we've seen with just about every game they've released so i don't know why it's continually like still the same reveal cycle but it's frustrating for me more than anything is that we don't have a schedule like if you just be transparent like i i would even say I'm not the type of person that I love speculating, but there comes a point where it's just painful. Like it's just, it becomes de-hype. And that's kind of how it was to me after the Cabal cast last time is I lost a lot of hype because it just felt like, you know, we're going to be, it's, we're doing the same thing that we've always done. The fact that they I waited till December didn't change a damn thing. We're going to get the same reveal cycle that we've always gotten where it's going to be, we have no idea when things are coming their combat casts aren't even scheduled way in advance. It's just by the week, you know, week to week that we're going to find out when the combat casts even are. We don't know who they're showing on the combat cast unless they make a very vague tease like her. So it's hard for me to get hyped for that. What would make me hype is let me know the characters in the game. And I know they outright said that this is not hype and this is the opposite of what they find exciting is when those characters are just listed out like the characters that are in the game and then they reveal them but to me the hype isn't like if you just told me 
Noob, Cyrex, blah, blah, blah. All these characters are going to be in this game. Don't worry, guys. And here's a general schedule of when you can see them. Your first up is going to be Cabal. Then we're going to go to Jade. Then we're going to cover Cyrex. Then we're going to cover Frost. Then we're going to cover Serena. Then we're going to cover this character. If you just did that and I had a general idea of when to expect the character, the hype for me is seeing what their designs look like, seeing what their gameplay looks like. That's the hype is knowing you're getting something and then anticipating seeing that character and what they have to offer. That to me is where like I will get super pumped up. The vagueness and the just everything up in the air, a trailer might pop up on this day or this character might be revealed. You might get Katana, you might get Jade, you might not get any of those characters in the game. That to me is more stressful and frustrating than anything because you might be playing a game where you wait three months and your character doesn't even make the roster like you are for Lee May or for a Fujin in MKX, like if you're just transparent and tell us this is what we have, or I mean, hell, give us characters that are like blank silhouettes so we at least can understand probably what character we're getting. And then we can go and like I said, just a schedule would be nice. I That's feel like, fair. yeah, I see where you're coming from. However, I feel like I agree with a lot of that. The problem that I feel is when somebody tells me we have a plan and then doesn't tell me what the plan is, I believe they're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I they're making believe. it up as they go. They're flying by the seat of their pants and they're trying to restore faith. I and think that's... that is actually what is happening exactly because they have, they still have not gone gold. They are, we, we're what? Almost a, a little more than two months over from release? We're like two and a half months, yeah. Two and a half yeah. months. Believe this. I think that if they could, they do combat casts twice a week. I don't think they've got the fucking time. I will. I, th I think that they are like really hard there right now. It's crunch time. They're there till like 12, 2 in the morning sometimes. Well, probably often. And I think that the reason that they're showing us Kano and Devora and not showing us more Kano and Devora is they don't feel confident enough to show us what they've got yet. You know? Things happen. The build might crash if you do the wrong move. I will it's have to defend him thing. on this. Yeah. I feel like, well, let me just go back to my previous comment real quick. Like, it's not Tyler's fault they can't reveal two no, characters. No, no, Tyler is, Yeah, he's the messenger, so yeah, no, he gets a lot of shit. But Although, I do want to say, like, 16-bit and the, the, who's the other guy that he plays with in the Wash Up sure. Warrior segment? I don't remember uh, what his name is. Let me see if I can. I don't know his see name. See if I can find it's it. Saucy Jack or something. Yeah, something Saucy like... Saucy. I don't, I don't. I have the stream. Well, but... those two guys kind of do all the work now. So I'm wondering, like, what what do Tyler and Derek bring to the combat? Cast? Well, they're they're not for us. <laughs> like 16 bit and Saucer, we're for the hardcores. Like Tyler and Derek are more there for like. Um, the, the everyman, but... I feel like they're just sitting on the couch and giving 16-bit props, so he has something to... Well, that's important. You have to give 16-bit <laughs> props, because 16-bit is a prop monster. Like, that's where his strength comes from. Um, it's a very big deal for 16-bit to get props. That, that's the ongoing joke from... I mean, I just, I just feel like 16-bit could host the whole show at this point. I don't know that we need anybody else. Well, well I mean, it, I, I definitely don't want to shit all over Tyler, because like Cyber said, he's the messenger. Unless there's like a Kaiser Sose thing going on in the background, <laughs> he's secretly running the shit. <laughs> um, but like, the way I Ed do... Ed Boone asked him, did I do good, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what is your bidding, Lord Tyler? Um, yeah, so I, I feel like one they have half of a plan. I think the plan is that WB contracted with a lot of vendors, and they can't show anything because of that. That's the plan. Yeah, that's also the reality. Is, like, they guarantee that so-and-so will get to show off this yes, exclusive. Absolutely. That is 100% what I expect to be the case. It's going to be... IGN's going to get an IGN first exclusive. This website's going to get this. Maybe something shows up like a rent. Like clearly that is the case. We've already got that with the Xbox event and it's that's only going to be the tip of the iceberg. We've seen this with every single one of their games and that's perfectly fine. I just wish it wasn't, like I said, you can still tell us who's on the roster. I know it's such a, like it's a fun thing and you can hold back a couple characters, whatever. If you want to have like a couple secret surprises, at least just say, we're having 28 characters on this roster. Here's the 28. And then if you want to hold out two two characters as a surprise that nobody expected to even be on the roster because we were told up front, here's the 28 to expect, guys. That's fine. Those are good surprises. That's when you already lower people's expectations and then you can surprise them in a good way. A non-good surprise, and we've gone over the stuff in years past, which it sucks that we have to repeat it, but it's like it's not fun to be in that position where you have no idea if your character is going to make it and you're just you're scrounging for leaks to hope somebody can confirm it so you can just rest assured that your character is going to make it or maybe you're just flying by your seat where you're just like every day you're hoping that it's going to be your character that is revealed and then come three months later they're not revealed base roster and you have to do it all over again with dlc for several months sometimes a year it's like that is just not fun. That is not that's de-hype for me. I don't I don't agree with their sense of hype. I know they spend a lot of time on these characters, and that's why if you just say up front, you take the power out of the leaks, do you not? If you just say up front, these are the 28 we're gonna have on our base roster. If your character's not in here, maybe DLC. Let's hear your voices. But here's the 28 we're gonna have, and maybe you save a couple surprises. Then you at least give people like I said, the hype is all in the the excitement, the hype, the, the the anticipation. All of that's in seeing your character, seeing what they do, seeing what they look like. That is the excitement. That is the hype. It's not a... I, I don't know. It's just I think the playing the let's hold back our roster and just do a drip cycle like they have, I feel like that's a dangerous game, and I don't think, I don't think it's been paying off for them. I don't... Like, they've never tried something different, at least not since being NRS. So how do they have anything to compare it to? They're, they're just doing what they do every single time. I mean, we can compare them to other developers. True, and... Other just... developers are way better at this. <laughs> I mean, am I the only one that doesn't give a shit? I'm playing a new Mortal Kombat game in two months, and Mortal Kombat is the hype. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's everything in perspective. So all of the things I say... It won't matter once the game comes out because ultimately I'm going to be excited to play this game and I'm not going to give a shit. But that doesn't mean that that still isn't exhausting for people that want a character so bad that hasn't been in games. So maybe your character wasn't an MKX and you're still waiting for that character to show up. I, there is a there is a perspective that they don't have to sell us on anything. We're the hardcores. We're going to buy the game no matter what, so we don't matter to the advertising, you know? And I would counter that with, I don't know about you guys, you're pretty much already committed, but you do actually have to sell me on each new game. 
I did not spend money on Mortal Kombat 9. Somebody else got that game for me because I had decided I wasn't going to own it. But I want to just put something in perspective. Like, BC, you keep on mentioning and not knowing if your favorite character is or not knowing your favorite character. That's not everyone right now. That's that's us. That's you, and that's me. And sure, there's Razor too, but, you know, Serena's chances of being anything, anything other than DLC in a game are never that good. Sorry, man. But just to play devil's advocate for them, you know, look at who they've covered in these casts specifically. We've gotten Cabal. We've got Jade. I think that they're going out of their way to make these casts extremely memorable for the fans who have been asking for their characters, their underdogs, their favorites, their Z-class and C-class warriors. No doubt. We haven't seen in years. I so can't I, agree with that. Like, I have to, man. I, I really do. If Smoke was in the starting roster, I think he would get a cast. And I think Noob will. Assuming he is. Uh, like, well, let me put it this way. I... I... I respectfully disagree because some of us have been waiting over over 10 years now for a character. So to find out that in April, guess what? They didn't make it again. That's a long time to wait. That's just a really long stretch. To well, find who's out this... the thing you're waiting over 10 years for who's still been... didn't show up. Who's been absent for over 10 years and that isn't Fujin? Uh, Lee May? Literally everybody who's a three-year character. Frost. Yeah, Frost. If you May. okay, at this point, I'm sorry. If you're still holding out hope for more than one three-year-old character every game, you need to overdose on pills because why, it's just going to be easier that way. Hold on. Why but is that? Not... No, hold on, no, no, no. Why is that? Because MK9, we got multiple three-year-old characters. No, In because MKX... you and I define. You and I define 3D characters different. I'm talking about the PS2 era guys. I don't consider MK4 part of this equation. MK, and I don't think that they do either. MK9 gave us Kenshi. MKX gave us Bo. We're getting one every game. But Shadow, look at what you're saying. The marketing's good if you give up hope. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not. Is that who your favorite character is I didn't, and decide it's a trilogy guy now, even if it wasn't, honestly. I don't like I'm not saying, I don't agree with it. I'm not saying the marketing is good. Like I said, I think that they're just too damn busy, and I think you have a great point about certain characters being assigned to IGN and GameStop, and they have exclusives, so maybe they can't tell us about those characters just yet. <sighs> that's why I, I just... I, I know I'm a broken record, but that's why my favorite topics right now are the gameplay, the trailers we've seen... Uh, just general strategies, the stages, like roster speculation. I do care about the roster, make no mistake, but just talking about things we don't know, it, it just it, it takes a lot of mental stamina these days. And this is one of the reasons why I just don't like talking about it. And I'm I'm with you to a large degree because I'm now I'm I've gotten to the point where I'm just burnt out on it because it's it's more depressing than it is exciting, and it's just exhausting continually it's playing the same game every two years that they put out a game you're playing the same exact game with be it mk or injustice obviously it's a lot more uh hardcore with mortal Kombat because we care about the characters more and the fight has been going for many more years but i'm with you it's just is that what they want, though? Is that do they want people to be exhausted? And I think they want people to be replaced by young people. <laughs> like we are all about to age out of the eighteen to thirty-five demographic. I... Some of us already have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it almost worked too. I think people would have. I think the three D era it would have been a lot easier to bury the three D three D era 
if it wasn't for the Fujin backlash, I think that was almost like a like a revitalization to that aspect of the community. And I think in many think ways, the, they're feeling The that. older the 3D games get, the more people will remember them fondly and want things back. I hope so. I really hope so. I just... And, and it's not that there's no credit to give them. So let's be clear. Oh, they yeah, delivered that's... Baraka. They delivered Scarlet, Cabal, Jade. There are characters that they're clearly giving us that we've asked for and there's high chances that you get a noob or a shang or whatever rain etc other characters that we're expecting or just highly rumored or likely there are characters in here for us to love it's all all we're talking about so just let's not get that mixed up where it sounds like we're not happy with what we're seeing we're very happy with what we're seeing it's just frustrating because if the answer is they're giving the exclusives to all these different sites and they're spreading it. It's it should be a fine balance. It should be a give and take. Why not give why not give a, a Liu Kang or a Katana as the exclusive to these other sites and then save the the big ones that, that people have had had to wait all the I mean, people just got those characters in nine, X, etc. So I mean it's not that big of a deal. I know it's I mean still obviously to Katana fans or Johnny Cage fans, it's still a huge deal that the character makes in the game. So not to undersell that at all. Those characters still have lo- like crazy fan bases that they don't want their character to sit out. I totally understand that, but at least they had something to play for the last four years with that character that was still somewhat fresh. Someone like a Jade fan, Cabal fan, Cyrax fan, or what have you, even longer, like a Frost or a Fujin, Lee Mei, whatever. It's it's still, I don't know. I just, there's got to be a better answer than this. And Whoa. it still doesn't change the fact that all we're asking for is transparency and a schedule. We're not asking for everything up front. It's not that we're not willing to wait for these. It's give us a reason to wait. Like, give us a... I just, why can't you have transparency? It's still a, if you say, oh, you can expect this character to be revealed in March and that's when you can tune in for their gameplay and their first reveal and it's going to be on IGN, that changes nothing. That changes nothing. It hurts nothing. All it's going to do is generate even more hype and get more people tuning in when that time comes. I don't, I don't, I just feel like... Well, I mean, just to be clear, it doesn't really even have anything to do with bringing back favorites. I mean, they can pick whatever roster they want. It's America, right? But it's all about making people wait till April for an empty box. That's the thing. Like you said, transparency. And and that's not even wrong. They can do whatever they want. But I don't think that's wise or healthy for the fan base. And it's up to them to decide if they want to do that or not. But I... I don't think it's prudent to make people wait for nothing. Just by, by the middle of March, I would hope we know who's in this game. Well, I mean, let's let's look at it for what they can control, right? Because clearly, like you said, there are exclusives they're handing out to other sites, and that's perfectly okay. They got to do what they, they can make money and generate hype and market the game. Perfectly understandable. More power to them. I want the game to be as successful as possible. That makes sense. But let's take what what is in their hands. Clearly, they had the Jade reveal... For themselves. That was not a character that was given to a site. They had Jade, and they knew they were revealing Jade last week. Let's assume that. So why couldn't they have just said at the end of the stream, Jade's going to be revealed next week? And then people would be buzzing all single week. Why wait till the day of, two hours before, to say it's it's Jade, or to tease to a point where it's obvious that it was Jade? 
why is two hours before the stream acceptable to spoil the surprise, but a week before not acceptable? You know, you know what I feel like would actually get people more interested in tuning into the stream? If you showed the character's trailer in the previous week's stream, like at the very end, like they sort of did it with Cabal. They showed the dash at the reveal event. Or something. So yeah. we all knew that we were going to see some Cabal gameplay, and we were, we're all looking like, forward excited to this. for that. Yes. Cabal, that's my point, though, is how hyped were we knowing that we were getting Cabal going into that stream? It didn't take away from the hype at all. In fact, we were coming into this stream thinking we were just getting Katana. So if anything, it, it was not that we don't want to see Katana. I want to see Katana. But obviously, Jade, it, there was even more hype and excitement for so why would that have hurt? And that's my whole point. Whether they show a teaser or not, or just name dropper, why is that? I, that's just the transparency. That's what I'm talking. I'm not asking them to radically change everything they're about or to give us everything up front or like we're impatient or ungrateful for what we get. It's just as simple as transparency. You know, I, I bet you the trailer for Jade was not finished until like last night or this morning. And that's what it is. Do you think when they said her that they weren't actually decided no, on No, I think they knew was it was going to be Jade. Okay. They just didn't have footage ready. Because, I mean, I, maybe that could be. <laughs> that would be funny if it, they just said actually, her. I, and they're think, like, I think that's I how think... last minute fly by the seat of their pants. This is crunch time. The game exactly needs to go gold soon. And it feels like they're behind. I don't think so. But, I mean, we're... We all have the same information to go by. It's just how you perceive that information, whether you, you think, think it's a negative, a positive, or if you think it's, you know, whatever. But I, I, I just feel like I feel like they are things are very hectic over there right now. I think that they're in definitely. a very oh, yeah. stressful period of the development. I don't envy them, and I'm highly appreciative of everything they're doing, and I don't want me asking for more transparency to give off the impression that I'm not happy with the game. I've said it several times that come game time, I don't care anymore. I'm going to be super excited because the game is phenomenal from head to toe. We're not complaining about what the game is offering. We're just wishing for more transparency. And maybe I mean, it's out if, of their hands. Maybe it's not even their decision how they reveal these things. Or maybe it is just a, a well, time crunch issue that they just, it's... Who knows? I don't... Who knows? Well, here's, here's my thing. Like, if you look at it like a, a corporate structure thing, like, so most of the people, obviously, at the NRS offices are art artists and programmers, people who work directly on the game. So the people... The person who makes a Jade trailer is a member of an internal marketing team. How big is that team, I wonder? How much a part of NRS are the guys who were hired just to make trailers? I think they're the artists. I know there's usually people on... Isn't it like Ninja Boy or Carlos? Okay, so, or so the, the concept artists double as the people who make the commercials for the game? I don't know. I've seen tweeting about Because that, that would trailers. explain a lot of the stress. Like, those guys are doing two jobs at the same time then. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't... Because maybe Tyler Lansdowne is the entire marketing team, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, with like, a, you're, like an iMac. Here's the thing, though. We can you're, only... making, you're making jokes, but that's actually a very realistic and possible scenario. But I've this seen is, it happen. And this is the thing, is we're only going off the information we have. It's not... 
are we just not supposed to talk about something because we don't know the whole story? We're only going off of what we have and we're trying to be sure, I'm trying to be careful to not paint it in a picture that I hate the game or that I hate NRS or anything like that. No, I like I said, I could not be less envious of what they're doing right now. I think hats off to them for putting out such a great product and clearly probably in a very, very, very stressful situation that is not easy. So I don't want it to come across like that. It is what it is, but uh, it's just, I'm going to, I'm happy with the game regardless. It's not like it's the end of the world. This is just, it's frustrating as a fan of certain characters that are not by any means guaranteed. If you're a Katana fan, a Liu Kang fan, a Raiden fan, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, etc. If you're in those like golden few that seem to make it in just about every single game, it's it must be nice because you have nothing to worry about. But if you're like a, a B tier character or a C tier character or God forbid a D tier character, you're it's just it just feels I don't know. It just I feel like things could be better and just transparency overall, no matter what, no matter how stressful of a situation they're in and crunch time and everything that's going on and things that might not even be in their hand, transparency is I feel like something Everybody should be able to offer in most circumstances, unless you're trying to hold a secret back. There's nothing wrong with being upfront with your fans that support you and are all about this game and this franchise. So, and they've been doing, like I said, they've ha- they've they've opened up that window a little bit with the combat cast. They're clearly trying to say what they can to minimize people's frustrations, but I feel like I, I want to just see that open more. Why can't we just be be transparent as much as possible, and maybe they are being as much as possible. So who knows? I mean, I'm 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 fine. I'm, I'm not because it's not as big of a deal as we're making it, but I'm just I'm just calling a spade a spade. But it's not ruining my day, right? No, yeah, not at all. But uh, yeah, I think that's covering everything, and that's that. So unless we have anything else to cover. Next week, like I said, not sure what we will be covering um, because of the mobile streams. I don't think we really care too much about that, but um, I I do have some other things that I would like to talk about as the series overall because if we have a week where we have no info, it might be a good time to get into that stuff. So I got to think about it a little bit more. I had some ideas brewing. So hopefully we'll have still a fun conversation. Even though we're not getting a combat cast reveal, I would not be surprised if a render showed up sometime next week for someone new. I would not be surprised. Yeah. I, just, I, I wish we would get to see some, like, Kato and Devorah are now officially revealed. Like, there's no, we're saving it for IGN with those two. So, wins the gameplay, man. <laughs> yeah. Just He's... give me some goddamn Liu Kang. Oh, wait, you know what we did <laughs> not talk about? One sure. thing. Two words. Katana Khan. Oh, yeah, you know what? I wanted to mention that. Yes. Okay, so for people who don't know what we're referencing, in one of the intros between Jade and Baraka, Baraka refers to Kitana as Kitana Khan, like Khan is her last name or her title. And there's a discrepancy there, because in MKX, one of the writers apparently did their research and found out that the female version of the title Khan is Khanum, which is why Melina was called Khanum. 
So Katana's not Kanum, so it's an inconsistency. Maybe Baraka's just dumb. Uh, maybe. Or maybe Katana's but I not also, really I, female. I feel like in the first place, <laughs> Shao Kahn's name was never intended to be a title. I just no, feel like... No, I, I thought that was his, his name, and like, Cole yeah, no. having it at first kind of weirded me out. Well, here's here's what I think it is. I think it is his name, but nobody in Outworld is old enough to remember Onaga. Shao Kahn is the only king they've ever had. So maybe they don't have a word for king, and they just decided to make one up when they had to deal with Melina and Kotal. Nice, I could see it. Melina Khan doesn't sound right either. I mean, Katana they call Khan it Khanum Melina. So, like, Khanum is the word for empress in, a Khanum, in another language. Khanum Kitana would have a ring to it. Yeah, but, but Kitana Khan makes it sound like it's her last name, which means this version of Kitana never stopped being his daughter? Maybe. From one of the timelines, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are screwing with time. But it's also, also that intro made it sound like Katana's a good guy because she wants peace in Outworld. I don't know. I do want to mention that talking the Onaga about... era. Well, what's up? Go ahead. Well, the Onaga era, I mean, that was probably before a lot of the mergers happened. So well, the people just weren't there yet. They didn't know who Onaga was, even if they were old enough. Well, no, it, it is it is lore that nobody remembers Onaga. Shao Kahn is so old and has been king for so long that nobody alive in Outworld even knows Onaga ever existed. I mean, it makes sense. All right. Well, Sorry. It's a re yeah, I mean, that's a reasonable explanation. Uh, so that does it for this episode, and we will see you guys next week for 105. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Have a good night. Good night, Peace. everybody.